Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. It's 4 o'clock hour. We are joined by Brandon Helwig, UCFsports.com. Baylor and UCF in what will be the Knights' Big 12 home opener after playing in Manhattan in a really competitive game against Kansas State. Brandon joins Craig and Paul. I'm David Smoke. Brandon, thanks for your time. We know about the excitement as they led up to the official date earlier this summer, uh, the first Big 12 game last week. What will it be like in Orlando around the campus this week with their first home game? Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, this is this is a day that, needless to say, that every UCF fan has circled on their calendar since the schedule came out earlier this year. It's been, I guess, more than two years since the official invitation went out, and everyone was just waiting for, you know, 2023 and the first Big 12 season. And, you know, everyone is hyped up. I mean, it was a big rush, you know, last week going on the road for the first time uh, at Kansas State. And, I know a bunch of night fans made that trip. And just, just for me personally, someone who's been covering the team for a long time, and just, you know, I, you're at the game and, you know, you, you're in the atmosphere and you're kind of taking it all in. But it almost didn't seem real in, in, in terms of just this is a conference game now. This isn't just like a non-conference game that you're playing. You know, you visit one of these teams every few years or so. And uh, just it, it may take a little while, at least for me, and maybe the fans to kind of recognize, yeah, this is this is conference play now. But, yeah. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. I think the fact that it's a 3.30 game, uh, you know, I think maybe fans would have preferred maybe a night game, but, you know, 3.30 isn't, isn't too bad when it could have been a noon game. So Obviously, the game has been sold out for a long time. And, you know, I, I know this, this secondary market is kind of lighting up in terms of getting tickets and what have you, but it's going to be a really electric atmosphere uh, that, uh, this Saturday inside the bounce house. John Rice Plumley probably not going to play. We don't know about Blake Shapin. Um, he's day to day. So, is would you say it's a reasonably good chance that at least from the US, UCF side you're going to see a backup quarterback again? 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a broken record. It seems like we were talking about the same thing last week when UC went to K-State. We were wondering if, you know, K-State quarterback Will Howard was going to play. And, uh, you know, I don't know what UCF coaching staff really thought. I think maybe they thought there was a good chance their freshman was going to play. And Will Howard played and had an amazing game for, for, for K-State. But, yeah, uh, John Rice Plumley, uh, the very end of that Boise State game a couple weeks ago, uh, as you see, was driving down the field for what ended up being the walk-off game-winning field goal. He took a hit, and you know I was at the game and I'm watching the replay because that was a potential targeting call. And so I'm watching the board and I'm seeing oh, what you know the, the defender hit him with his you know in the head or the shoulder or whatever. I didn't even realize his leg kind of dragged and, and kind of went in a funny way, which it shouldn't have done. And he hurt his knee. And and I guess the the I guess the, the positive news is anytime you see there's a knee injury, you know you always fear the worst is it an ACL tear is it a season ending type thing I guess the good news when they came back and and got the MRI done it is not a season ending injury but it'll take a few weeks and maybe it's a similar injury than you know what Blake Shapin's going through Uh, but no he's he's not going to be back this week Uh, you know they haven't really said they just said sooner than later maybe for UCF they go on the road to Kansas after this Baylor game then there's a bye week then they're at Oklahoma potentially that might be a window late October early November but no John Rice Plumley will not play, but yeah, it'll it'll be Timmy Timmy McLean. You know he's been the backup. Uh, you know he obviously started you know these past two weeks in place of John Rice Plumley. Um, he has some experience. Um, he was a transfer from South Florida. He started for uh, for the Bulls in the 2021 season. Transferred to UCF last year when he did not win the starting job at USF, I believe, because the Baylor transfer was named the starting quarterback there. And so he, you know, it was beyond the window. So he wasn't eligible to play last year, uh, you know, ran the scout team for UCF. So he's been the starting quarterback and he's, he's, he's done some good things. Um, I, I know this past weekend at Kansas State was obviously his first real test in a real atmosphere against a real defense. He made some plays, but then there's some plays that just kind of scratch your head that, you know, he's, running backwards and you know he's kind of taking sacks and he should throw it away there was one time he tried to throw it away we just threw it right to a Kansas State defender and that was an interception so you know I think I think he he learned a lot this 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 past week and he'll he'll be better for it uh, come this week against Baylor. Brandon this was a 24-21 game UCF lead in early third quarter and then eventually K-State just you know long methodical drives and that run game uh, DJ Giddens with a, a huge day uh is that a concern that the run defense, or is that more of like, hey, Kansas State and what they do, and and DJ Giddens and his talent? How did you sort of see that, and and what were your main, I guess, thoughts coming out of of that matchup? Yeah, I, I think that is a major concern for for UCF. Um, you know, going into Big Twelve play, um, you know, they went on the road to Boise State. Um, you know two weeks ago and you know their running backs were able to run a little bit on them I think they're starting running back ran for over 100 yards and you know they were able to get off the field and they were you know they were able to keep the score in check but Kansas State just methodically was able to march down the field they I, I can't remember how many times they punted maybe just one time yeah I think yeah Kansas State just punted once just could not get off the field could not stop DJ Giddens yeah he ran for over 200 yards and four touchdowns and you know, I think he was the Doak Walker, you know, national running back of the week. And so it was just one of those things. I think the defensive ends weren't setting the edge. You know, some of the linebacker play was questionable. Just UCF was not ready for that kind of attack. And that's a big question mark going into it because, you know, when you play the early season schedule, you know, they really weren't tested early. You know, you start with Kent State. 
you know, probably one of the worst teams in FBS. You play Boise State, which, you know, I know they were preseason favorites from win the Mountain West, but maybe they're not Big 12 caliber. Then you play Villanova in FCS team. So, we, you know, I – yeah, you know, you, you kind of weren't really sure, you know, how good this offense or or defense was. So that was a big wake up call in that game, and and that's yeah, that's going to be a, a, a big question mark, I think, for for UCF going forward. Just just how how good or bad this this run defense really is. What would this mean? Just just get this first one. Baylor obviously right now seems to be kind of a mess, and and who knows? Although they. They want to run the football. They haven't really been able to do that, except I don't even know if they did it really well against Long Island. But getting the first conference win and and just moving forward and then just letting the rest of the schedule take its place? Yeah, I, you know, it's, you know, for, for UCF in this first season, you know, in, in the Big 12, I mean, you want to be competitive in the league. You want to make, make a bowl game. And if you kind of look at the schedule and how it lays out, uh, you've got some tough games coming up. I mean, you know, after Baylor, you got to go on the road to Kansas. They're very talented. They have a talented quarterback. you got to go on the road to Oklahoma. So if UCF wants to be competitive, you know, in the Big 12, this is, you know, I hate using the word must win, but this is a game that they really need to win. It's at home. Baylor's been struggling a little bit. But as as you know, I mean, that record's you know, deceiving. I know that Texas State game is something that I think everyone is scratching their heads about. But, you know, this is a team that, you know, could have – was down to the wire with Utah, you know, a few weeks back and, and could have won that game if something, if, you know, things go a little bit differently. So, you know, you look at, at the Vegas lines, I think UCF is favored by nine, um, you know, and after, you know, UCF's going to have to prove that they can be, you know, and they were, and they were competitive with, with Kansas State. I mean, you know, if, if the defense can get off the field, there was an opportunity um, in that third quarter, you know, UCF took the lead and it looked like they were going to get the ball back. And then, you know, maybe they could have potentially put up another score on the board and had a two possession lead, but they were, they were uh, the penalties just really, you know, hurt, hurt UCF defense. There was a late hit on, on the quarterback. There was an offside. There was, there was multiple times where it looked like UCF could have got off the UCF defense could have got off the field, but could not. But this is a big game. I mean, this is a really big game just for UCF. You know, you want to get that first big 12 win. Um, I think last week, or I think Houston might have played TCU two weeks ago, but none, none of the newcomers have won, won a Big 12 game yet, and you would, love to, you, you would love to be able to say you won your very first Big 12 home game. Brandon, uh, what, do you think, uh, what do you think about the 2013 team coming back? Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, they've got a big reunion. Like, you know, it just kind of it worked out perfectly. If you think about <laughs> it, it's been 10 years since that memorable 2013 season and you know there was a lot of moments that year just you know just just wins that you know just last second last minute victories like you didn't think they were going to pull out and just everything kind of bounced in UCS favor and then going all the way to the Fiesta Bowl and obviously you guys know more than anyone about the hype that Baylor had going into it I mean no one gave UCF a chance in that game I think it was one of those ESPN commentators had, had all, of, all of his confidence points that you know, Baylor was going to blow UCF out of the water. And, you know, it kind of was the other way around. And there was only a – I think it ended up being a 10-point UCF uh, win, 52-42. It felt like it was it was a little bit more than that. But, yeah, they've got a lot of guys coming. I think there's a reunion dinner on Friday night. Um, I know maybe some – one or two of those guys maybe is going to join you, you guys later in the week. But, yeah, they're going to be honored during the game. Yeah, it'll just be a, a fun, fun weekend. You know, obviously Big 12 – first Big 12 game ever at UCF and honoring 
that, that 2013 of uh, uh, American Championship and Fiesta Bowl winner team. Brandon, thank you very much. Uh, good to have you at any time, and we appreciate your time. It's been fun to have you since the back in the fall of, what, 21, when all the news came down about the four incoming schools, including UCF. We appreciate your time. Enjoy the week. All right, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Take Brandon care. Brandon Helwig with us, uh, again, with UCFsports.com. On the game Saturday, 2.30, UCF and also Baylor. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.